This conference will now be recorded. I don't think it'll work, but I want to do it. Um, I was told to go to a conference in May in Atlanta called uh, um, Render ATL, and they canceled it. And so, like, the weekend it was supposed to happen, they sent everybody an email like, yo, you know, it was unfortunate we can't join. Um, This is better than nothing um, for now. And they asked some artists create like some Zoom backgrounds for yeah. uh, for you to use. And it was funny though, because like I, I can never use this in a professional setting, but it was like all Atlanta theme. Like um, one of them was like Outcast in a background with like a chicken and waffles, and it was like pink and stuff. And like, yo, this is dope. But I'm not about to hop on a on a call <laughs> during a meeting with uh, Outcast in the background. But I might Actually, try doing the pod one time. I. Uh... I remember telling one of my coworkers, like they said they were going to Atlanta. I was like, you know what you should try? <laughs> I said What's chicken that? and waffles. And <laughs> for some reason, like they just like they just looked upset. <laughs> I don't know why they felt upset. Like, oh, shit like, went off. Yeah, huh? Can you hear me? This conference will now be recorded. All right, welcome. Uh, oh, sorry, wait, we good now? <laughs> hey, we're good, we're good. <laughs>
Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Two Tech Boys in a Cadillac. I'm Marquette. And I'm Joe. And uh, today, we're, we're changing a little bit of the structure here. Um, we're, we're a little pressed for time. <laughs> we have um, we had a lot of technical issues going on. and um, out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've been trying to record this podcast now for about a, over an hour. <laughs> um, two Tech Boys ran into... Uh, more than two technical issues, and uh, you know it's it's been kind of crazy, but nonetheless, we're here. We're here. Hey how, was, how, was, how was your week, man? Man, today has been this has been a good week. Um, I I picked up a, I picked up a new hobby. It was an old hobby that I used to do, but I'm back to farming, man. Um, oh man, you back to farming? Farmer Joe, I'm back. And you this time, I, this time I'm 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 playing a little a, a couple more things than I normally plant. Nice, nice, nice. What you got growing? So before I, I tried a watermelon and a groundhog killed everything, <clears throat> it destroyed everything. I, I I blogged about it and I was so pissed because I, it was maybe like two weeks out before I could have plucked the watermelon, and I I love watermelon and the <laughs> groundhog came and just killed it. Like he just he and the, and the worst part about it is he didn't he didn't. He didn't eat the watermelon. He ate the watermelon leaves. Like, why did you eat the watermelon leaves? I, was uh, so I remember that, man. I remember that. <laughs> so I came back with a vengeance, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna plant peppers this time. And I hope. I, I wish. I hope this groundhog does it. I hope this groundhog goes and like just 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 tries a pepper. I, I was I was going like probably like try to spray some scent on there or something to make it smell good and like just uh-huh. like just like catch the groundhog like just tearing trying to tear the pepper up and then be pissed off. But it didn't happen. I, I ended up with a lot of peppers. Uh, but this year, I plan on doing uh, peppers, lavender, maybe onions. Um, there's, there's a few other things that I'm looking at, and I'm also doing it in the Baltimore area. So I have to make sure that I adjust to the, the plants that I can actually grow up in that area. Hmm. So, That's cool, uh, man. I'm happy to hear you back uh, doing that hobby. I remember how passionate you were about it. And, uh, how hard you work to get things growing <laughs> and, and the ground are coming in and spoiling it. You have some pretty big watermelons too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what's crazy? They, these are the biggest watermelons I've ever heard of. They're like Southern California, uh, Southern Carolina cross. And uh-huh. I think they grew up to about 200 pounds, up to 200 pounds. I got it to about wow. 40 pounds. And they said maybe two or three weeks, two or three more weeks, man. We would all, I, I could have fed the entire company. There's one watermelon, half half a watermelon. (laughs) We can store the next one for a year. (laughs) Yeah, but that's 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 pretty much what I've done. So it it's a community plot, and I'm looking forward to uh, doing it. What about you, man? That's dope, man. Happy to hear that. Uh, My week's been it's it's definitely had its up ups and downs, man. Um, I'm I'm onboarding to a new project at work, and there's a lot of um. A lot of installation that has to happen there. So um, one is a one half of the project is a uh, repo. So I had to install a bunch of things to get this up and running, and ran into a bunch of issues with that. And then um, when I finally got that done, I had a closure repo that also needed to be installed. That one oh, went yeah. a lot smoother. That's um, I had I had some problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I had almost no problem with Closure, so I, I had downloaded Closure on some machines a while ago, and um, I don't think I ran into any trouble. This time, I did run into trouble of uh, installing Lean, and um, once I got that taken care of, um, which compared to the whole other repo, it was very mild. So um, I was I was happy to finally get that done and wrapped up. And um, next week I can I can get back to Code and Fire, man. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And um, just working in new languages, especially Closure. Closure just seems like a bunch of fun. Um, a bit frustrating, too, but fun. Um, the syntax is just so so different, and the thinking. It's um, weird. Yeah, the thinking is a little weird, but I think uh, I write my JavaScript pretty functional pretty often. So um, I don't think it'll be too crazy to wrap my mind around that. Um, I mean. Everything being immutable is gonna be crazy, but whatever. And then um, the rest of my week has been—it's just been up and down, you know, good times, bad times. But um, it, it's definitely been—it's been pretty sad, man. Um, 
It has been. The, the internet has uh not been the best place to be this week. Yeah, I mean, being out in public, it hasn't been good, especially for uh, black men in America. It's been it's been really really sad around this time, and um, just the the amount of people who are being killed by police brutality or being harmed by police it's it just it really sucks it, it's it sparked a lot of like negative energy in my in my mind like the the fact that just because of what who I am you know what I was born with I'm being targeted or I'm being seen as a threat even if I'm being peaceful um so it, it's it's a sad time right now man it's I I I have a lot of words, not so nice words right now, but uh, you know, to keep it a little bit more um structured, I just wanna just say like, you know, just just be mindful of where you go out at, at the moment. Just, you know, especially as, as as you know, whether you're a black man or a person of color, just be careful where you go. It's 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 rough out here. And like when you think racism is done it's not done like even though we have all this technology and we have all this these books and history at our disposal there's still a lot of people out there that are just racist and they just think that some people are less than or that some people's lives don't matter as much it just it's horrible man yeah definitely we could definitely get really deep into that topic and just spill spill our, our hearts out um but i i, I think i'm gonna save us and the, the audience from uh, being too depressing um, during this podcast. Um, but we, we definitely want to say rest in peace to George Floyd, um, the mm-hmm. man that was that was killed in uh, Minneapolis, uh, Minnesota this week, or right outside of Minneapolis um, this week on uh, May 25th. Yeah, it, it's really sad, and I'm, I'm tired of seeing this thing happen over and over again and, and seeing the same situation. Um, right. I am happy to see the protesters out there um, you know, fighting strong, being on the front line. Um, some of these videos are, are crazy. Um, I, I just seen something a little bit before this podcast where the cops were just marching down the street, yelling at people to get back in their house, and um, somebody was recording them. And the cops yelled again, like, get back in the house. And, you know, the person continued recording, didn't say anything to the cops, anything. And the cops shot at their house. Um, oh, my gosh. And it was, yeah, it was like... Uh, I don't know. Uh, nothing surprises me nowadays, right? So it's it's just really unfortunate, and um, I don't know if 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 I can ramble a bit, man. Um, I, I woke up this morning feeling uh pretty bad about it. Um, I, I woke up and you know I was just thinking about it a lot, and it's you know I've been talking to the people, and um, it's crazy because growing up, I've I've always had a, a rational fear that became less of a fear and just more of like, hey, this kind of is what it is. Um, which is, un- I mean, I-, I guess I shouldn't say it that way. No, but it's um, unfortunate but it, that we got to think that way, you know? Yeah, and it's unfortunate that instead of it becoming a fear and being, um, but also being a thing that doesn't happen, it went from being a fear to just being accepted. Right. Um, and I don't know, I don't, that that could be wrong, but I remember being a kid and just thinking or knowing and, you know, you you get these lessons growing up to help you become an adult and become a young man. And, um, you know, on top of just learning how to become a, a good human being and how to be a man, you have to learn how to be a black man and how to move out there as a black man. And just remembering like, hey, they, you know, you people are, people don't want to see you live to be 18. People don't want to see you live to be 21. And, you know, knowing like, hey, you have a, a pretty good chance of being shot and kill before you turn 18. Right. Um, you have even less of a chance of living to see 21. Um, you have less of a chance to go to college and all those things. And I remember that, I mean, it played a, it played a, a big thing in my life. Like from that eight, young age, six or seven, I've had like, I've just accepted like, okay, well I could be shot like just any day randomly, but whatever. And also um, like police brutality, like I was familiar with the concept and you know, had seen or been around police brutality, and just yeah. I had a fear of the cops. And and element as a little as a little kid in the first and second grade, and now, I'm you know I'm I'm 30, and I have to explain these things to my kids. 
Um, yeah. And it, it's just really unfortunate to have that. And just like, you know, all these years later, still know like I could be, I could be a victim of police brutality or shot by anybody in the street for any reason. And, um, and, it, and you know what's, you know what's so bad about it is it's not, it's not like the, it's not like these people are out, like, it's not like the people who are being shot or killed um, doing something particularly horrible to be killed. It's, it's very, it's very small. It's, 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 it's accused of small crimes or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then they're handled viciously. It's not, it's not fair because when you, when you compare it to like the handling of what we see recorded by someone who is not a person of color, you see that they're handled a little bit more differently or they're given, given a little bit more lenience uh, to do what they are doing. So they might be yelling mm -hmm. back at the cop or they might be approaching the cop with a weapon and the cop is still being like less as, he's not being as trigger happy with them. And you know, mm -hmm. you, you just, you blatantly see that. Um, it's, it's, it's just, you know, the, the, the mishandling of like how, how, how black people are, and black men are being treated is, is, is just very sad in this, in this country. Yeah, and it's really sad. Um, you know, it, it's crazy. He was killed for allegedly paying somebody with um, a bad check or a counterfeit $10 bill. Which I've, I've come across. I'm sorry, the, the cop. Yeah, 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 definitely. Which, which also, like, you know, to me, I don't know. The, the fact that the cop was charged with third-degree murder and manslaughter, like, I, I, I believe he should have been charged with second-degree murder as well. Um, so, and in cases where somebody, where Black people tend to commit crimes, you'll notice they throw the book at them. Um, had this been maybe a, a Black, uh, let's say let's say maybe this was something that happened between a black man and a white man, but the roles were reversed. The black man, I believe, would have gotten hit with first, second, and third degree murder. And I think the reason for that is because um, no matter, like uh, something's likely to stick. So you hit him with the first degree, hoping that it sticks. And if it doesn't, you hit him, you get him on the second degree. Right. Um, and here they didn't even press the second degree. The first degree I can understand saying, hey, he didn't have the intention to go out and kill this. He didn't wake up and say, I'm going to kill him. But the second degree and, and hearing some of the relationships that they had and the people around screaming, he, him screaming he couldn't breathe continually and, and yelling and, and letting him know about the discomfort he was feeling and the fact that he felt like he was dying and then hearing other people say, hey, this is wrong and him continuing and them having a relationship in the past. I would say as a judge, you know what, I'm going to hit him with second degree because it might not have been I plan on killing this man, but while inflicting the pain on him, it became I'm going to kill him or mm -hmm. at least I'm going to leave him as messed up as possible. Yeah, um, and yeah. I believe second murder applied there. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And the, the the crazy thing about this is this man was, a, this man had, it was handcuffed. On top of that, he had four cops on top of him. Four cops. Like, mm -hmm. what, what? What harm does he have? What's the point of you putting your your body weight on his neck? That seems very intentional to do something like that. You may, like you said, you may have not been, you may have not woke up and said, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna go kill me a black guy today," but you definitely, with your actions, showed that you wanted to just harm him and fuck him up as much as you could. Yeah, and that's a fact, man. And and yeah, it's it's just really unfortunate. And you know, I've never. I feel less and less safe over the years since Trump's been elected and more and more hated um, by people. Like, I just literally feel hatred and, like, a weight, you know, from everything that's been happening uh, since be even before Trump's election. Around the, around the time he started rallying and, and just seeing the actions of people around me and just mm -hmm. um, seeing the actions of people online and just knowing the thinking behind people. Um, I've definitely, you know, just felt that and felt away and feel uncomfortable when I, you know, more uncomfortable than ever, you know, um, and it's, it's just very unfortunate. And I'm sorry, I, I had somewhere else I, I, I was going exactly and I, I kind of lost it. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I wanted to talk about um, how also you mentioned that some, a lot of times these are petty crimes or uh, misdemeanors that people are getting arrested for or allegedly committing. Um, and even worse, sometimes crimes get added to these people after. Right, um, yeah, yeah. That was, that was like, what I was going to say, too, killed, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, they get killed, and then you're like, well, in the past they did this. Like that's a that's the past. That was a different me. Or it could be something small, like, oh, well, you know, this, you know, he got killed, but you know, he had marijuana in his house. Okay, like that's okay, all right. Like, okay, it's illegal. He maybe he shouldn't have it, whatever the case may be, as far as the law. Um, but what does that have to do with him being killed? You know, um, I, I last time I checked, I didn't know that the the punishment for having marijuana was death, with the death sentence, or the punishment for paying with a a, a fake ten dollar bill was death. This automatically in the street, like that. That's not what happens. You don't. You don't just say you pay with a fake ten dollar bill. I'm going to kill you. Right? You know why? You know, in my head, I think it's a way to make someone feel seem like they're a worse person than they than they are. So what happens is they tack on like a whole bunch of just like random facts about them, negative as many negative facts as they can, so people won't have as much empathy towards like their death or their sentencing or whatever. And then on top mm -hmm. of that, like you know. You, nobody is clean. Nobody is perfect. Everyone has done something wrong. They may have not been caught by it by the law. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say majority of people. Some people. Some people. There might be some just just people who have never there's like. Not, there's, there's nobody out there that's done everything perfect. I, like, I'm just. I'm, I'm getting the benefit of the doubt. I, 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 I got it. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> but but the, but the thing is, like everyone has done some. Most people have done something uh, that is will be considered illegal. Um, if you were arrested and you had a pretty much a clean slate most of your life, or you or you did something like that you were young, you did younger, and you get killed, does it make it right for someone to dig up your past and try to push you down even more after you just passed away, like your memory? Like, do you want to be remembered for something that some mistake that you have or you know that that you have done in the past? Like nobody nobody wants that. Nobody wants that at all. But for whatever reason. It's a very common pattern that we see when somebody has been arrested or killed as a black man um, in this country. Yeah, and it, it's very sad. And then, and I definitely don't want to talk too much about this guy, but um, you know, hearing having somebody say we're dishonoring George uh, uh, George Floyd's memory um, with the rallies and the stuff that's happening on um, one, we shouldn't have to honor his memory. We wouldn't be in the street honoring his memory if if racism wasn't what it was in this country. Number one and number two. Um, well, I'm just gonna say if if I, you know, God forbid, if I was to get killed by police brutality in the street, y'all ride and do whatever y'all think is right. Um, Cause I'm gonna tell y'all right now, I'm not a criminal. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a criminal. I, I never have been. And um, you know, whatever I could possibly get pulled over for um, would definitely be minor, like speeding. <laughs> driving while black um that that's about it <laughs> you're not you're not going to catch me with much um i'm i'm just not that kind of guy I'm, I'm just at home with my family you know chilling especially in these times i'm i'm doing less than ever i'm, yeah. I'm barely coming out the house so <laughs> um but my, my point is like you can't tell us how to um honor somebody that should how to honor somebody's memory that we shouldn't have to honor that whose memory we shouldn't have to honor so soon i should say and yeah. um okay oh, sorry no go ahead uh well I, I wanted to also say that you know everyone everyone may not agree with the rioting and the and the and buildings and businesses being destroyed but you have to understand people are angry as hell some people some mm -hmm. people are definitely taking advantage of this situation but there's also people who are just really really pissed off and and if you look at the videos um you can see that it's not just like it's not just black people out there on the streets just protesting and rioting. It is it is a is a mixed is a mix of people, mix of different races that are out there. Are they, are they sick of yeah, they're sick of it. And then on top of that, like if if you're if you're the if you're the president of the United States, <laughs> you're not supposed to be telling people if we're gonna if you guys are gonna loot, we're gonna shoot. That is one of the worst worst things. The craziest to do. line I've ever heard, man. You're adding, you're adding, you're adding fuel to the fire. You're just making people even more pissed. We're in, a, we're in a, a very tense situation right now, especially with COVID, and a lot of people losing their jobs, and now you know just seeing more people passing away for no reason, like like passing away ahead of their time. They're not living their full yeah. life out because for whatever reason, your skin complexion, whatever your belief is, is is pent up against you. 
Yeah, yeah, and it, it, it's really unfortunate. And I'm I'm glad to see so many other groups out there. Also, want to touch on there's people out there that are um looting and destroying and, and doing random whatever the case is that um I just want to look at make it look worse for Black people. Um, just like you know what, I'm going to spray paint this or vandalize this. I seen a video of a guy with a hammer just like breaking out windows in a building, and then he yeah. just got in his car <laughs> like it was not like that. He his job was literally to come knock holes in the building and said a black person did that. Have to yeah. be able to turn and say rioters have done this, so, and it was just a guy. Yeah, I saw that too, and he was completely covered. He had a black umbrella. Um, he all you could do was see his eyes, and there was alleged rumors that. Well, I won't go on alleged rumors, but. You know, it it doesn't seem it doesn't seem like it's a protester. It seems like someone who's an agitator. They're basically banging on, banging on windows, and then like the people who are there, just like, oh, it's already open, so you know. Yeah, I don't I don't think that it's a rumor, man. That's a fact. That's been happening for decades. You know, yeah. people being planted to to do things to either incite more violence or um just kind of give that option to people. Okay. Like, hey, man, we already broke the the windows open. Go steal you something. Yeah, but it's like it's like they're instigators, you know. Yeah, definitely. And um, it, it's unfortunate, and you know, we are a tech podcast, um, but we definitely wanted to make sure that we talked about this because we're we're filling away, and we we honestly didn't really know where to go with the podcast today because of this situation. And um, you, you know, we're we're not leaving the subject. Um, I don't believe. Um, maybe we will. I don't know. We're kind of uh, today's going to be a, a bit of a sort of podcast um, as well, um, and so you know we're we're having all of this happen, and um, I've been you know just really up and down. And earlier, I saw that Anonymous had joined into the protesting, and there were there were a lot there are a lot of interesting groups mm-hmm. that um, you don't necessarily look for to, to stand up in these times that are standing up for humanity. Um, Really, because um, that's all we're looking for. Really, we're, we're not asking to be placed ahead of anybody, or you know, we're, we're asking for to be able to live our life without being in fear of being killed for nothing. And um, seeing anonymous and what they've been doing. Um, if anybody's not aware, um, anonymous is out there. Um, they've hacked the uh, Minneapolis p- um, police website. They've had Chicago uh, police radio stations to play um, F the Police uh, by NWA. Um, they have a lot of information and, and data that they're supposed to be exposing soon. And um, if any, Anonymous doesn't play. <laughs> Anonymous is, is in the early phases of getting things together right now. And, um, you know, I also think they've, they've just had information they've been sitting on for a while, um, probably. And, when they're fed up, like that's where you really messed up. Um, there's nothing you can do with a hacker. It's like having the fight. It's like going into a boxing ring to fight Mike Tyson, and then Mike Tyson puts an invisibility cloak on. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> so scary. <laughs> that sounds so scary. <laughs> would you wait? Hold on. Just to, just to cut, you know, some of the. Would you? Would you for for two hundred for for a hundred million dollars? Would you fight Mike Tyson with an invisibility cloak on? Just a little Harry Potter invisible cloak. I wouldn't fight. I wouldn't fight Mike Tyson for hundred million dollars <laughs> now, right now, today, for nothing. No, that's bad. Not. Have, you, have you seen his videos lately? He is. He's back yes. in shape. <laughs> he, he is definitely back in shape. And on top and, of that, he has, he has a grown man strength. No, he has that. Yeah, he has that grown. He has that grown man strength tap, tapped on to him too now. So I don't know. It's kind of scary. That's a fact. Like, yeah, it's not happening. He's. The grown man strength tacked on. The grown, the grown man strength was there fifteen. <laughs> well, now, now imagine now it's already it's already like double, triple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 grandpa that grandpa Mike strength is different. Uh, yeah, I so, agree. Uh, uh, old men, they they got it. <laughs> yeah, he, put, and, he, um, he he hit you with all the all the all the stuff that has bothered him in so many years. <laughs> he just puts it all in that one that one hit. <laughs> There's a long list of stuff that bothered Mike Tyson over the years, and I yeah. don't want to pay for those crimes. <laughs> yeah, don't make fun of his voice. Don't make fun of his voice right before the uh, the fight either. That might that might be the last time. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Tyson could go do a whole comedy routine. I'm not laughing at that man. <laughs> not in uh, I'll, I'll, I'll laugh at all his jokes, so I won't. So I won't have to worry about. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> oh man, 
But that, yeah. that's that's pretty much what Anonymous is. It's, it's Mike Tyson with invisibility cloak on, and they're not playing around. <laughs> they're not playing any games. And um, I like to see hacktivism, honestly. Um, I'm a fan of hacktivism. I, I wanted to be a hacker early in my career. Um, and I think having a family really slowed that idea down for me. Um, I kind of started slowing on it anyway, thinking about the the possible trouble I could get myself and my family into. But once I got kids, like, I can't be out here being a hacker. and I'm too clumsy. Like, you know, I'll mess up and not cover my trace good enough or something and just kind of like mess everything up. And I can't risk it. I can't risk it. I, you know, I, I'll be a bug hunter or something, you know, and I'm, I'm getting better at that. Yeah. Um, but with, with everything going on, I also started uh, picking a book back up again called Black Software. Um, I think I mentioned it on like the first or second podcast we did. And um, I had just got it at the time. and been messing around with it and I've, I've started reading more of it um over the weekend and there's some interesting stuff in this book man I, I definitely recommend you get it or anybody in the audience it's called black software by uh charlton d mick um Elway. and if you don't matter joe i'm going to kind of uh if you don't mind if i just kind of talk about this book and we just kind of dialogue about your thoughts and some some stuff that i i started noticing while reading it Sure. Uh, can I can I jump right one more time back into this this situation going on? Yeah, um, of course, of course. I, I definitely want to say thank God for technology. Despite the fact that the, the cops did not, all the cops that were involved in the situation at the time of this recording were not uh, arrested. I think without that, uh, without a camera on the phone and the the people recording it, this might have not ever came to light or this might have been swept under the rug and just but in many other situations where where someone has been unlawfully arrested or or aggressively arrested for no reason um mm. without technology without some video recording uh without the cameras that the police cameras that the that they have on their on their uh their uh uniforms like we wouldn't we wouldn't know the full truth um it sucks that like even with the recording that sometimes like people like it, it's it, it still gets admissible or people somehow find a way to get around it um mm -hmm. but I, I i just want to strongly say like if we did not have technology we would not we would not um, be able to know what's really going on we actually yeah, have so some that's why people are protesting yeah, it definitely got covered up because um, this isn't the first time that that cop or um, any of the other cops have committed similar crimes. I think this right. might be the twelfth time. The, the, I, I, don't, like, I don't know the number, time but this, it's it's up there. It's in the teens. Oh, it's in double digits times that he's had um, reports of uh, racial misconduct. Um, I'm not sure the, the actual term off the top of my head right now, but he's been accused and it's just been dismissed and. He's had many cases against them, and there was another cop um, that was also there that's had multiple cases. Um, actually, this police department, Anonymous, has released stats on the police misconduct, the police department's misconduct and mishandling of mm -hmm. um, crimes committed by the police against Black people. Ridiculous. And, <laughs> yeah, so that that's all going to come to the light, you know, and it, it's unfortunate, and you know. You know, people are going to always say like, well, the cops are doing their job and it's a hard job and this and that. And it's, it's true. It is a hard job to be a cop. Uh, that can't be denied. And um, I think there's a lot that could be done to improve police departments across America um, and and make it safer for black people to walk the streets. Um, but the, the job isn't to kill us. Um, if, he's, if he's being said that he committed some type of fraud financially, whether it was a, a check or a fraudulent bill, the police can come up there, they can detain him, they can question him. They feel like they have a reason to, you know, take him to jail, take him to jail, let him go. Um, I would think during coronavirus times that the thing to do is to detain him, get his story, make a statement, give him some type of court order to come in on, you know, a date or just, you know, something's going to come to your mailbox and you're going to have to handle this situation. Mm -hmm. um, that sounds reasonable. <laughs> you know, I'm not against the cops showing up and saying, what happened? Okay, we're gonna detain you. Putting people in handcuffs um, when they get in the scene is pretty routine. Detaining people and just, you know, I, that makes sense. 
but mm -hmm. all of the other actions that happened leading up to um, this man's death was just inexcusable and can't be hidden behind trying to do my job and it being a, a hard and stressful uh, job to perform. And not to even and not to even focus just on this guy, um, the the guy who was walking in the dog park, or I'm sorry, the park where a dog is supposed to be on a leash, <laughs> and he recorded <laughs> that. Um, you know, if he didn't record that, this that whole entire situation could have became something completely different as well. It could be somebody um, else dead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's that's why I'm thankful for technology. Like, even though justice is not always served, imagine imagine the people who did not record and just took and like the the 911 operator or the police officers took that woman's word man or woman's word and killed killed someone who didn't cause any type of harm that's that's why i'm just so glad that we have technology to to record and 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 see what's really going on yeah but you mentioning that the chances of that happening are actually pretty high um man i i wish i had um you know, we, we kind of put this podcast together like really quickly before we, we jumped on, but um, I saw something earlier this week. I think this young woman is running for, this woman is running for DA in New York, I believe. And um, she mentioned that, you know, being a lawyer over the years, she's seen so many cases similar to this, where it's one word against another. And, uh, you know, a white woman to get on the get on 911, yell and scream, seem like she's in such stress. The cops show up, the situation escalates, and then, you know, they arrest the man, they take him to, to jail, they, he goes through trial, he goes to Rikers, he's in there for however long, and a crime was never committed. And um, it, it just turns out that it was all a lie. And I mean, if, if you pay attention to history class, similar situations happened to Emmett Till. Um, right. And this is just like a, a modern day situation. And um, had he not recorded it, the cops might have came, found him later, arrested him, his word against her. We have the call. She might have scratched herself up, whatever, done all of this extra stuff to frame this man. It comes out to be a lie, but here he, his life has been ruined. He's lost jobs. He's lost family. He's no longer able to obtain jobs. He's, his mental is messed up. Um, <laughs> He may become a hardened criminal in jail, you know, it, that that's happened to people. Um, and, um, yeah, see, and and um, if if you haven't watched the Khalif, have you seen the Khalifa or not? Uh, what, I, I'm sorry, what'd you say? Oh, man, it, I'm it, sorry, have you seen the uh, Khalifa documentary? Uh, no, I haven't. Um, so Khalifa Browder is a, a man that couple years ago went to jail for Rikers. He went to Rikers, I believe, for stealing a book bag with the accusation. Somebody pulled up with the cops, said that's him. They took him. He went to jail. Um and he was a good guy. Gets to jail, gets beat up a few times, has all these wild situations, has a hard time. Um eventually is set free. Um this it's a whole corrupt system that he was inside of. Gets home and it's like, oh, he never committed this crime. And he's back home and he's trying to get himself together, but his head is so messed up from being institutionalized, being told when they get up, when to go to bed, when to eat, getting beat up by inmates, being put in solitary confinement for weeks and months at a time. His brain was literally fried. He tried to go back and do the right thing, went back to school, got great grades, tried to be a good guy, couldn't handle it. He literally couldn't even stay in the house. You know, family will watch him pace up and down the street and be like, why are you doing this? This is what I did in jail. Yeah, but you're free now. I don't know what free is. Like, he literally, like, he's he's losing it. You're mentally um, not free commit, no more. Yeah, and he tried to make, he tried to commit suicide multiple times. And like you say, he's mentally not free. His brain isn't there. And he starts saying things like, no, the cops are watching. They're right down the street. They're in this car. They're, they're here. They're there. And, you know, family, like, Oh man, he's losing it. But then they've noticed, like, wait, that is a cop call. That is an undercover cop. That there is something to stories that he's telling. And so, you know, even after leaving, he's seeing cars and saying, Oh, that's a cop. I know that's a cop. And it's turning out that is a cop. Why are the cops watching me? Why is this happening? And he ended up taking his life. Um, and it, it it gets deep. It's really, really deep. I definitely recommend anybody to watch that documentary. It should be on Netflix. 
Um, and it's an unfortunate situation. And like you said, without tech, a lot of times these situations could escalate and right. that man could be going through it right now for a crime that he didn't commit. And that's being weaponized against us because everybody, you know, people will say racism doesn't exist or it's being over-exaggerated. But then we have stuff like this happen where people are weaponizing racism the for whatever reason, because she doesn't even know this man. But she's saying, I know I can ruin your life. I can get cops here. I can get you arrested. I could maybe even have you killed by a cop if I just call and scream and holler on 911. And Ridiculous. Yeah, it, it's crazy. And um, with, with you mentioning how, thank God for technology, um, that's actually kind of uh, with, with Black Software, something that it touches on. So the book, um, I won't give away everything going on in the book, but I think there's two sides to the book. And um, one of the sides is how um, computers and technology and stuff was built without Black people in mind. Um, when so it was a lot of interesting things happening in this book and i actually have a couple questions for you because i started thinking like wow like yeah this guy's absolutely correct and so the guy starts talking about how um he went to write a book about software because he's an engineer and how he ended up being uh working at a starbucks one day like on his computer writing his book and it was a rally going on for another murder of a of a black man um I can't remember who, who was having a rally right off the top of my head, but um, so, you know, the rally happens and, you know, he starts thinking and he gets to write in his book and um, he starts going back to the history of Black Lives Matter and how it started, how that hashtag started, how that movement started, and then mm -hmm. digging back and going further and further. And this guy ends up in like the 60s, 70s. And he starts talking about um, how the 60s is kind of similar to now with the revolution that's going on and how Black people are protesting and, and fighting for their rights. And mm -hmm. um, he's saying, you know, it's, it's a bit different now, but the same idea and um, that Black unionhood, I guess, hasn't been as strong since then. I think it's kind of the, the sense, it's, it's kind of what he was saying, right? Mm -hmm. And he says that there was a, a technology revolution in the 60s, 70s, and Black people were left out of that. And, um, you know, it, it sounds kind of weird because we're like, they didn't have computers in the 60s and 70s, what? But computers did somewhat exist. Technology started changing back then. And he started saying how in the 70s, um, how MIT was the leading technological school, thousands of people there, um, I think 64 actually, um, a bunch of boomers started coming. Sorry if maybe boomers is insensitive, I'm not sure. But <laughs> um, the baby boomers started coming to um, register for college in 64. And so they had an overwhelming amount of people who apply. They already had a bad number of black people coming in, but it was always able to escape the issue. And that year they let single a single digit amount of black people into the school. Um, and they they built they were i guess um very um what's the word i'm looking for fundamental in technology taking off the way that it did and black people wasn't present for that and that computer and technology the internet was built without black people in mind and nobody really cared like this is for us this isn't for y'all um, and Black people had to fight their way in. And we look around at tech now, and it's a multi-trillion dollar industry. Um, and we are underrepresented in inside of tech. And people were making billions and just making so much money off of technology, and we're kind of catching up. And so I'm reading how, you know, white families were having computers in the 80s and the 90s. And, you know, learning how to code at young ages and, and just having this technology and these people to turn to. And, you know, I'm like, yeah, I remember I was a kid, I didn't have any of that. And I, I talk about that fairly often, not really having too many people in tech that I could turn to. And so seeing that people in the 70s and 80s were going to school and getting engineering degrees, like being software engineers, um, it's kind of mind blowing because I, and I have not, I don't think I met a black person with an engineering degree or background until 
less than five years ago. That's well, that's crazy. <laughs> that's that's crazy. Five years ago. Um, at at a past job, I don't remember. I think you were the first black. Well, I said it. So you were the first black engineer that I think I know that worked there. Was there anybody really? else? Really? I don't. I can't think of another black engineer. And there were other minority engineers, I guess, to be fair. But I think you were the first black one. As far as black engineers, there was a there was one at uh before way before we showed up to that company, but uh I didn't get a chance to meet him. Uh but it's 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 it, like you said, it's very rare. Um it, and if you look at like the Stack Overflow like uh, statistics every single year, you see that, mm -hmm. that there's a very small there's a very small chance basically a very small chance of you like running into a African American or someone from African descent inside of um inside the software world it's, it's very very low yep and so working i've been in tech for about 10 years is there's been black people that i've worked with but that number is usually pretty low right um and so i guess there's a few things i can come back to with that too but when do you remember how old you were when you got your first computer oh man um I mean, if we're excluding video games, because video games have been in my life a long time. Um, yeah, excluding video games. If we're excluding, okay, we're excluding video games. Um, excluding consoles. Excluding if, consoles. If it's a PC, then cool. Um, fortunately, I was I was able to get into it, and it's only because of like the position that my dad was in. He was he was mm -hmm. working with computers, so I had like I, in previous podcast episodes that you may or may not hear I discussed <laughs> I discussed how um, I used to like take apart computers and stuff at a young age so I think I think around elementary school is when I was introduced to it and we also had like the really really old school computers in our in our in our elementary school where you could put like a, mm. a huge floppy disk in and play like uh, Oregon Trail <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you know, um, I remember those man I was fortunate, but like comparing comparing it to a, a, like a lot of friends and family that like growing up, like that wasn't a norm. That definitely wasn't a norm. Yeah. And, and for me, I was in the fifth grade, and I remember I think in the fifth grade talking about not having a computer with a kid, and he looked at me like I was crazy. Like, nah, you're lying. I'm like, no, I'm not. Why would I lie about not having a computer? I think that I think it would be cooler for me to say I have a computer. If I was gonna lie. I'm gonna say I have the best computer. What do you mean? And he was like, you don't have a computer? I'm like, no, nah, you don't have a computer, bro. And I ended up getting one in the fifth grade. But to think about that, my parents were 27, 28. And um, I actually asked my mother last night if she had a computer growing up at all, or access to a computer, anything like that. And she was just straight up, no. She didn't, she rarely used a computer. She used a computer at school, and that was pretty much it. Also, the only time I used a computer sometimes at the library and it wasn't really much for like fun or for learning it was you search for a book and, and leave or uh at, at some point projects you started looking for stuff i don't know when i was a kid i think you had to have like you could get like one source from online for like a report and the mm -hmm. rest of your sources had to be books mm -hmm. and that was the time you went to the library for like 30 minutes at a time twice a week or something like that and, and it's you know, like we uh -huh. I'm sorry, go ahead, man. Oh, I, I was just saying, like, so to think of that, to think, like, you know, if you're, I've, I've heard a lot of stories of people like, oh, my first computer was an Apple this or Apple that, back in 80 this, 90 that. And for a lot of black kids, they don't even know the existence of computers. They're like, what's a computer? You know, or a computer is just this rare, expensive thing that you just don't see, like, that maybe one cousin has or, you go to a, a friend's house that that's not black and they have a computer there. And you're like, you have a computer? And yeah. You know, to them it's normal. They're like, this is a big deal to you. Like, yeah, of course we have a computer. My whole family has computers. So going back to what you were saying about uh, like your your family's growing your family growing up and not like seeing too many computers and stuff like that. My dad mm -hmm. my dad had a very similar situation. Um, you actually was more criticized for deciding to like want to work on computers and mm -hmm. i found i found that really interesting like people people at one time thought that working on a computer was like less than and it mm -hmm. doesn't it doesn't come off as like the stereotypical male so like typing I, typing I, on a computer or is not a, is not a, a male like a stereotypical male's job 
Yeah, I think that's a toxic trait too. I, but I, I think that also has something to do with a, a system, you know, systemic racism and just um, what black people think it, it takes to be a man because of situations that we've been inside of, right? Mm. And so your father's criticized for wanting to go into tech and then it turns out like, oh, we didn't know that was the move. And that's the thing, we were never trained like, hey, these computers are the future. We kind of think, oh, it's a game, it's a waste of time. This isn't gonna get you paid. This isn't gonna mm -hmm. make sure you can take care of your family. Like you're gonna be behind. When in reality, we were already behind because, you know, I don't know what year was your father started getting into tech, but like white people are already in it. They've already taken off. And so this, yeah, and, and this book talks about that head start and how, hey, like we, they didn't want us to use these computers. They didn't want us to communicate with each other through computers and they didn't have black people in the room when they started building these networks and then all of a sudden boom here it is right and um i don't the, the book is really good i i think honestly maybe we should both uh read this at one at some point and should we have like a podcast that we, where we dissect it and talk about it in in more detail and yeah uh, I, I think, I think that'd that'd be be yeah i think that'd be great for our listeners yeah, yeah. Um, even if we have to kind of do this and, and make it multiple parts, but uh, uh, that's just kind of like a teaser of what, that's just scratching the surface of like, not even the first, maybe the first chapter, the first two chapters. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, I don't know, it, it's really interesting. I, I advise anybody to listen to it and it just really gets into how far behind we are with technology and we're just now getting into it. And mm -hmm. if you see how big that industry is, and you see how little we are represented, and then you kind of make connections to like how much money is being made by one type of people, and how much money is being made by the other type of people, and where this could put your family at by being able to use this technology, is just night and day. It's like living in America back when tobacco was the hot thing, and like you didn't have a tobacco farm. Instead, you sold rocks. Or, or <laughs> to even add, or to even add on to that, let's let's we're talking about post-slavery, uh, tobacco farm, and you're making pennies compared to what the the owner is actually making. That's a indigent servant. Yeah, that's that's another well, that's another topic that that's gonna have to probably be discussed on longer. But I think I think some of that stuff kind of echoes into today. Like you can see sometimes a CEO making a a large amount of money where the co and where the coworkers are or I'm sorry, the employer employees are making a lot less, like significantly less. Like it's like a million to like five dollars an hour. <laughs> you have a good point, dude. You start potting and then we gotta give A to wrap up. Yeah. <laughs> Well, well, tune um, in, guys, for the next episode, and maybe we'll talk about it. <laughs> maybe we'll talk about indigent, indigent servitude and working at a job. No, I'm talking indigent servants of 2020. Wow, wow. I mean, I, I, I see the connection. Um, we're, we're of course being a little facetious about saying like it, it's not a like it's exact. Not bad. It's not bad. Yeah, no. it, it's not no. the exact same, but I think you're onto something. Yeah, <laughs> you still, we, you're we still still We could definitely talk about this. Uh, uh, post pod and try to try to you know make make it entertaining for everyone else yeah i mean i i think so because that's what the podcast is about we're, we're two black guys um that are in tech and this podcast while it's for everybody we we include everybody and want everybody to be comfortable um we definitely want to um hopefully be inspirational um and at the least just start conversations and just um talk about issues that are related to us being black. I mean, we're, we're, we're basically, I guess what I'm trying to get at is that we're two, two tech boys in a Cadillac, two black tech boys in a Cadillac. <laughs> and um, we want to take you guys on a ride with us. Um, and we want you to feel comfortable while, while we're, while we're cruising on this, this audio ride, I guess. I don't know. I'll try to make that sound cool and just ruined it. <laughs> hey, man, we, you know we're in the early beginning so you know it's a lot of trial and error so it's, it's all right man yeah i'm um, I'm, I'm normally a lot more smooth in real life <laughs> yeah well do you, do you have anything else that you want to talk about re re like regarding this uh 
this this subject these subjects that we talked about yeah man i got plenty you got you got two hours no i'm joking <laughs> um i think there's, there's there's a ton that we can touch on um but I, I think we definitely have to save it for maybe the next pod or just a different pod um and I'm, I'm glad we were able to do this and have this talk and um even be upbeat about it and not just be down and in the dumps i think we brought um some positive energy to a negative situation no this was definitely therapeutic it's 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 not good to hold in the, those those feelings you have and right now is you know it's, it's it's very tense in america and not talking about it is probably like the worst thing you can do yeah man and um i think i think uh you know this podcast if i don't know if this ends up making it to the to you know the major markets but um if it does um or you know whenever we do get to that point i have somebody in mind that i think would be great to have on the podcast um as one of uh, our first or one of our first um interviews um or conversations with somebody um outside of us mm-hmm. that could talk about how technology and data is being used um against black people um I, I have I have somebody in mind that I don't think we'll mind doing the pod and we should definitely uh reach out to him and he'll go in depth. Like he, you know, he's done homework, homework on this. Um and just how we're being screwed over by technology and how we need to take that power back. Yeah. Um but yeah, um I, I we can real quick, um, if you have anything you want to plug, uh I have a few I have at least one thing I, I can plug. I already plugged it, but <laughs> oh, go go ahead, man. Uh, 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 a black man first. Even though we're black both black men, <laughs> go get that. I know, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, I definitely want to plug uh, plug black software. Definitely go out and get that. Um, and I, I don't have anything else prepared for y'all to go pl- the go plug. Um, honestly. I might throw a few links in the show notes to some things that um, are going on out there that I think would be uh, great for listeners to just know about or be able to see, um, such as the um, anonymous things that we talked about. And um, um, I, I want to find that tweet where um, the person running for DA was talking about um, how the situation with um, people calling and claiming they're being threatened by Black people plays out when there is not a cell phone recording going on. Yeah, um, and I think another thing we could probably, I think another thing we could probably add is um, just links to people who may not be fully informed with the stuff that has been going on recently. And maybe just history in general about like black men and police brutality. Um, yeah. So that was, my, that was my unintentional plug. I didn't realize I was gonna add that, but I also want to just let everybody know that they just just be safe out there. It's it's host, it's a hostile environment right now, and you know, just just do just do what you need to do to protect yourself and make sure that make sure that your make sure that your loved ones are aware of where you're at and that you have your cell phone with you charged at all times because you never know what could happen out there. Then we yeah, I, I want to end it on a, a a a grim note, but you know, I I really encourage our I really encourage everybody to just do what you need to do to protect yourself. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and we'll we'll overcome this. We always do. Always. And, um, yeah. On that note, I I guess that's the end of the pod, man. Um, it was it was it was great having this conversation, man. I I think it definitely uh, I feel a little more. Uh, free a bit yeah. a bit more free a bit uh less less heavy heaviness in my chest yeah i don't feel i don't feel as heavy but there's there's still a lot to dissect maybe maybe we could talk about it later in the future podcast but i, I know we were going to keep this a little bit more tech <laughs> yeah yeah but, but I, 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 yeah yeah <laughs> oh sorry <laughs> sorry no 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 uh, no my bad man <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, I guess I'll catch you on the next pod. Um, everybody out there, stay safe. Yeah. Um, hopefully, you know, as you can tell, the reason why we keep stepping over each other is because there's we're using video conferencing, and 
it's hard it's hard to pick up cues when someone's talking and sometimes the there's a relay so uh, you'll 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 notice later on when we're actually in person that we're not going to be doing that as much so uh please bear with us <laughs> <laughs> definitely man all right guys all right, next time. all right take care guys take uh you know be safe out there